this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. And welcome to a brand new episode of The Savage Situation. Hold on, I just secured a date. Hello. For tonight. Really? Yeah. Mate, yeah. that's fantastic. Well, literally live right now. Literally, we are live in and amongst it. Um, well, I think we spoke about the fact that I've just recently moved to London, right? I, I was in the... I was in the process of moving to London. I wasn't here yet. That's right. You were you were just about to because this has been a, this has been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for a while now. Way too long. And I'm so glad it's finally a reality because I wanted this for you desperately. It's time, man. Like I was, I, I love my home city. I and I'm sure that you know you listening. There'll be times where you've moved away from home or you've or you've stayed in your home city because of lots of different reasons. And and you know what? There are pros and cons to being in and amongst it where you grew up. Or making the jump to go somewhere different and, and taste that different lifestyle. Luckily for me, you know, I, I'm luckily or unluckily, it turns out we look at it, the glass is always uh, half full for me. <laughs> always. But like, you know, I'm in my early early 30s, almost mid, um, single, and I've got the ability to just go where I want. And I was sitting in my home city of Hull, and it's been great being around the family and stuff. But I just got to a point where I was like, I just fancy a change. I want to do something different. I want to be around the buzz of it all, especially when it comes to like esports and stuff. Like this is yeah. where it's at, right? Not only in the UK, but Europe wise, like the UK is where it's at. London's where it's at. So I'm here and you know, I did, I did, I did join a little, little dating website, little yeah. dating app. I like, mate, I think the thing is, I mean, you've moved to a new city as well, bro. So you're kind of, you're looking at a whole new opportunity to expand your network to meet so regardless of dates or otherwise just to yes. meet people who are in in that kind of esports space in the scene there's like there's gaming bars in town there's like a lot of production companies based here like you're actually going to meet loads of people so why don't you just get yourself out there regardless you know well that's what's funny so one of the things i've put on on this app called hinge right you can put hinge 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 called. okay it's like tinder's a little bit i don't know i, I think tinder's a little bit lowbrow so i've like <laughs> i've gone into the hinge market and like you can you can put like answer like specific questions about yourself or like prompts and stuff within your profile. So one of mine is I will buy you the first round if and then I put you beat me on Mario Kart. So nice. Okay. Li good. Little cheeky fact in life, no one has ever managed to do that in the N64 version of Mario Kart. No one's ever beat I'm the undefeated champion of Mario Kart 64. So can I, can I officially challenge you on, on anytime right now? you I want any, do you know to... what? And, and anyone listening to this, if there's ever an opportunity where you want to take me on on Mario Kart 64, any track, as long as I'm Donkey Kong, no one else can pick DK, you will lose. That's just the reality of life. The sun rises in the morning, Ian wins on Mario Kart. The There's... confidence is everything to me right now. I'm loving this. I'm buzzing off of it. You, you, are, you really are a positive person. The glass is half full. <laughs> well, this, this girl reached out to me and she said, she matched with me and she said, you can send roses on this app. So not just like, a, if you really like someone, you send them a rose. So she sent me a virtual rose. And she said, Ooh. Mario Kart tonight, you will lose. So there's a there's a bar here in London. That was the first that was the first line. That's how she's opened it up. Oh, she's actually gone deep into your profile. She found oh, yeah. that and gone, I'm 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 onto that. Yeah. Let's let's work with that. Love it. Love it. So it's game. She's on. invested. So she's gonna lose and it's gonna be a bad night for her, but you know, we'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's, that's a little insight into my life. Yeah, that's what's going on. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and, and, yeah, again, welcoming, guys. Uh, new new episode. You know, we we actually were chatting before we started recording this about a bit about, like, obviously every week we talk about games and, and you know, the kind of what's happening in the scene and such. Mm -hmm. But I think it's actually a really good talking point about, like, life and how we got to do what we do as well. Because so, sometimes it's nice to reflect. Because I think there's probably a lot of people listening as well who maybe want to get into the gaming world, wonder sometimes, how the hell did you guys do what you do? Like, how do you even do that as a job? You know, in esports, I, get, I, I get new opportunities through lots of different avenues. And like my agent has been amazing for that. But like, you're never going to organically bump into someone who works within your industry of esports, like walking the dog in Hull, you know, by the marina. Like it's just not going to happen. 
you're not going to bump into someone from ESL or like, you know, just goes, hey, and I've, I like your work or whatever. However, if you're in a bar or you go to a networking event down in London and there's like-minded people who all work within the same industry, you can get chatting, you can, you know, and things can organically happen um, in situations like that. But they don't present themselves unless you, like you just said, you know, you throw yourself into the melting pot. And that's not just yeah. in our industry, is it? I think it's in lots of different industries, whether you work in yeah. finance, you know, wh whatever it is, you want to be in and amongst it with people that you can connect with who can maybe help you grow and, and present, you know, fresh opportunities in your life. Do you know what? When I, when I, you've got to be open to, you, the door's got to be open to welcome that stuff in. Yeah. I remember when I kind of first, what, this is way back when I, obviously, I'm, I'm older than you, bro, but <clears throat> I first started. Only just. Only just, but still, um, I when I first started out, I was quite a closed book in the sense that I wanted to pursue things. And bear in mind, this is when I was kind of first starting out. This is way back in like 2008 like, or so. So YouTube hadn't really become a thing yet. That wasn't kind of a way of expressing yourself. So everything was quite closed off. And I didn't I didn't really want to be, I, I kind of would hit, hide behind my emails a little bit, kind of waiting for that moment to suddenly meet someone and go, okay, now I'll put it on. And now I'll be kind of like, I was kind of quite closed off. Like I was I was emailing, I sent an email, but it wasn't very, it was, it was I'm making it personal, but it wasn't, you, could, you couldn't put yourself out there you as can. much as you can now. You couldn't do it. It was it was impossible. No. I think with the, the, the world that we live in now, where it's all about like social, social, social all the time. Yeah. Back then, it was a bit more kind of. It was I was a bit more kind of like I was a bit nervous. I didn't really have any kind of. I didn't really have any peers like who could kind of guide me. And mm. I was a bit out there on my own, like cat in the headlights. And I was a bit like, dude, I don't, I don't know where, where do I go next. And I got quite, I got quite obsessed about the agent thing. And you said you got an agent who was equally. I, I was like, right, the only way I'm going to make it now as a presenter is I need to get an agent. Yeah. Has it helped you having an agent though? Have you, do you think that's been a massive difference to you? Yeah, it has. Uh, and, I'm, and I'll make no qualms about it. You know, I, I came up through like a traditional like broadcasting route. So like I started off as a journalist and I was here down in London, like in my twenties and I was a video journalist with a camera and I'd be going out uh, on different news stories every day. Like one moment I'd be stood outside of a courtroom waiting to film some sort of a convicted criminal coming out. And then later in the afternoon, I could be sat in a room interviewing John Travolta. That is the level, it was so weird, man. It, but it was, and I was so young and everything was so like crazy. It was all just been thrown at me and it was, it was awesome. Um, and then I moved on to a local TV station where I was a journalist there. And I just had this goal of, you know, keep pushing them to get presenting opportunities. And I got them. And, and then, I, and then um, I got noticed and got picked up for a radio show um, in the East Midlands. And everything was like sort of like positive momentum. And I was just feeling like the world was at my feet and I could just, any opportunity that I want, I'll be able to get it. Because everything had come my way up until, you know, this point. Um, but when I, I, I always had my eye on esports, and I always wondered yeah. how people got into it. You know, when I started to see the boomers, especially, I was like, how do you get to a position where, because a lot of the people who work within esports don't necessarily have any traditional training or don't come from a background of, you know, a master's in broadcast journalism or, you know, whatever else. It's sort of like, I played video games. I got really good at talking about them. And I'm as good as anybody else. Like some of the people mm. who haven't got the, that the the training and the skill set that maybe I, you know, acquired earlier on, are miles better than me. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's fascinating, and I find that really interesting. Um, but long story short, I had a year and a half where things weren't necessarily going my way, and I was chasing a lot, and I was at the same boat as you, like looking for agencies and and whatever else, and and then I just luckily, you know, I, I met with so many where they said your social following is not big enough. Uh, we really like you as a presenter, but your social oh, following's man. not big enough, or whatever. And it's such bollocks, isn't it? It's complete so, bollocks, your, man. Your, your, your social presence isn't isn't that big. Who gives a shit? My talent's through the roof. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can host a stage, but you know, um, Betty in, in Leeds doesn't follow me on Instagram. Like, what? Why does that matter? Do you know what I mean? Like, Dude, but anyway, I feel you. Um, long story short, I then met with a lovely fella called Andrew from uh, Bad Moon Talent. They were starting out an agency um, based in America. And he happened to be in London the same weekend as me. We met up, we started chatting. And um, from there, like the pandemic kind of hit. And then work started just coming through. He got me some a little, a little gig with Guild. Like this is the thing that people mistake agents for is that they think that maybe an agent can just keep getting you work, right? You get an opportunity, mm -hmm. the agent can get you in, foot in the door, and that's awesome. But then you have to go take that opportunity, grab it by the balls, boss it, and then network and then get more from it. So like... I know that I'm massively accountable for a lot of the work that I have got and, and uh, over the last year and a half that, have, that has come my way. But I know that mm -hmm. a lot of the opportunities were presented to me because my agent got me in the door to meet the right people. That is 
Yeah. You know, that's, and, and I'm massively grateful to Bad Moon Talent for everything they've done for me. And they're a great, great team to work, work with. They're awesome. It's a, it's a very good point to make because I think a lot of times, and I think this, there's still like a misconception now as well about agents and like management and stuff. Yeah. And again, we're going into like a, a realm here that for you guys um, at home, you're thinking, you may have thought before, how, you know, how does that kind of work with like managements and agencies and stuff? And is, is it kind of a necessary thing? Because I think there is there is that kind of feeling that, oh, if you've got an, an, an agent, they're constantly presenting you and sending you out for like auditions and yeah. that kind of stuff. Not the case. No. It's more a case of like, I think um, for me, I'm, I'm blessed to have Mon Ray, who I'm with, who um, are absolutely amazing. And we, we it's a very collaborative thing. So we kind of obviously talk through work and, and work presented to me and I kind of bring work to those guys and we kind of find a way to work together on things and like, you know, productions. And it's it, it works really, really well. There's a real kind of bond there as well. But I think for some, I think you naturally assume that you're going to suddenly get access to, because that's what I thought back when I started was if I get an agent, they'll suddenly be like, okay, they're looking for X, Y, and Z on these different TV programs. Yes. We're putting you up for it. Yeah. And that's not for me. And that particularly for my, in, in my case, that wasn't, it. it's usually a case of it, when you get your foot in the door somewhere, then they're happy to kind of go, okay, we'll kind of manage that transition for you. And then we'll kind of see what happens off the back of that and help you, you know, down the line with other things. A lot of times it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a, I mean, I can imagine if you're an actor, if you're an actor, you get that like, agents, get you the castings. That's different. Yeah. When you're a presenter, I think particularly in a space like like gaming and esports as well, where it's quite it's quite a niche still, kind of like to be. And I think we talk about like kind of like how you and I, uh, you know, we are working in that space now. I think like a lot of YouTubers, like the big ones, like the PewDiePies, who got in kind of like really early on. KSI was there right at the very beginning mm -hmm. of YouTube. We were kind of there at the beginning, I guess, of esports. Yeah. So that's why we've become. I guess the host in the space now because we've been there for, for some time and you know that world uh, and you've done some incredible gigs in your yeah, career so far mad. like I, I i when when you sent me your show reel um just to have a look at uh, it must have been a, a few months ago now like, mm. i was just blown away by it and 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 what's what's really cool and it's and it's it's one of the crippling things about being ambitious that we that happens to me and you mm -hmm. you know like i I'm in a really good position right now. You know, I've got a, I've got a contract with an amazing org. I, I work with Guild Esports, um, and they're, they're awesome. You know, if you yeah. don't know who they are, they the, created a lot of buzz when they launched because they're co-owned by the man himself, David Beckham. Um, signed a load of content, <laughs> created, which is, is just insane. David Beckham. What I mean, that's the thing. You know, David Beckham's involved in esports, man. But you don't really hear much about that. But you it's don't. the thing. It is, it? and it's really cool. And like, I, I do that, and, and then I just get all sorts of different freelance um, work. Me and you always want more, and we're always looking for that next big thing and, and everything else. And I think yep. that most people in life do. But Ambition, baby. Ambition. But it's nice to just stop, smell the roses, and just go, do you know what? If this all ended today, as, as sad as it'd be, I've done some amazing shit. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm reflecting back on your um, reel in particular because uh, you know you've done crowds of thousands, like holding up lights and all sorts of stuff. And you right. wait for it. I mean, right now you're doing FNCS production yeah. shows as well on the side <clears throat> for like Sky Kids and, and all sorts of stuff going on. But anyway, Katowice, right? Mm -hmm. I have uh, been aware of like the uh, Intellect Stream Masters Katowice for for quite some time. Maybe not as long as it's been going. It was its ten year anniversary this year. Yeah. Um, so it's, ten, like counter, it's, it's like Counter-Strike gold, isn't it? It's like, it's like one of those kind of tri like top tier events. I don't think it's, it's not a major no. as far as they consider it, but it is a probably the biggest event outside of majors in Counter-Strike that you can have, basically. It, it is, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I, being part of esports, I, people used to say to me like, You'll really, you'll really know what esports is at, the level it's at if you ever go to Katowice and see what goes down um, that mm -hmm. weekend. And uh, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's all of the, the craziness that I woke up to on day one when I got there um, going on just over the border in Ukraine and, you know, thoughts are with absolutely every single human being in or uh, connected to that country right now. For Navi, their half, their, their lineup is Russian Ukrainian, and Ukrainian slash Russian. Yeah, I was there and for them coming out. Did you see Simple's speech? Were yeah. you there for that? Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest players, probably the biggest Counter-Strike player <laughs> in the world, Simple. And he is Ukrainian, I think. I think he's Ukrainian. Yeah. And, but his teammates, some of them are Russian. And it's a really kind of, I think a lot of people obviously um, are kind of wondering, how does that dynamic work? Yeah, these are your teammates, but there's obviously everything that's going on. And I think he really held himself brilliantly well, kind of put it very yeah, articulately. 
um, you know, the fact that it, they are a team first and foremost, and he's you know, there is brothers in arms and stuff. It doesn't matter what's going like they, they, for them as a unit, as a syndicate. They are they're all just they're, they're a squad together. It doesn't matter nationality for them, kind of thing. And let's not forget, you know, like I've got friends who are Russian, and I'm, and you know, a lot of a majority, um, I imagine, are in complete disbelief as to what is going on. It's, it is it is unbelievable. Like. I, I can't, I, do you know what? I, I I can't, if I'm being completely honest, I can't handle it, to be honest. Like I got to a point where I was refreshing my Twitter every five mm. minutes just to see what was going on. And it's so heartbreaking that it's, and, and the thing is, this sort of stuff has been going on in the Middle East for so long and we all just... Turn a blind eye. Yeah, we do. Because we, I think it has, when it's not on our doorstep, we kind of go... Well, you know these things have been happening for a long time, and you kind of, you kind of, life, life yeah. is life is hard anyway. Like there's lots of things going on in the world, and in our own personal kind of lives that we kind of, you know, are, are difficult. And the idea of taking on board all the atrocities going on in other nations as well is it's it's too much. So you kind of we have our own anxieties yeah, we and we separate them. Yeah, but, you're right. But U- Ukraine and Russia is is we're on the same continent. It's a different. It's a different thing now. It's kind of. It's. It's almost kind of like in our back garden. Did it taint the experience being in Poland, or was it kind of like? Did you still have an awesome time? Look, I mean, it, I wouldn't say that I ever felt like I was in danger of being that. That you know, being close to it, but I did. Just, I, I think I felt. I'd have felt the same if I was in the UK because all the stuff was breaking and, and everything was happening. Obviously, it caused different levels of thoughts and anxiety that wouldn't have been there um, had it had that not have been going on. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know completely thinking about the people in Ukraine. Those are the people I was like thinking and worrying about. That being said, you know, I went to the Spodek. Is that how you pronounce it? The Spodek uh, Arena? Yeah, the, Sp- the Spodek Arena in, in Katowice. In Katowice. <laughs> <laughs> in Katowice. And, Katowice. you know, I saw OJ Borg was hosting the stage um, for, for the opening ceremony. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my man's killing this. Oh, he's, he's, he's done it for years now as well. Like he's kind of, that's his, that's his, that's his, I think that is one of the only things now he does in esports. Yeah. Every year he does the, the, the Intel Masters. And, he, and he's got radio shows all over the place, hasn't he? Like, but you yeah. know, he, I, I walked into that and I was like, holy smokes, like fireworks, flames, big music. The arena's built like I've never seen an arena before. Like, like WrestleMania standards, you know, it's like, it's a, mm. I spoke to, um, Craig Levine, who's the uh, co-COO of ESL, because I was there to like host this uh, esports forum, and I asked right. him, you know, do you do you ever think that esports will have its equivalent of the Super Bowl that we've just had? Do you think we're, we're, like that level? And he said, this is it. This is this is the Super Bowl for us. So you know, I went and, and I was there, and it was it was amazing, and and it made me realize number one the magnitude and size of of esports, and like what it means mm. to the fans that travel from all over the world to be there at this event. It's not like, like it's like for, for these fans, it's like your football teams that from you know, traditional sports, you go in and support your lads. And it was awesome to yeah. see. And also I look at, I was watching OJ Borg on the stage and I was like, listen, bro, if you want to take next year off, holler at me. Cause uh, I'll ju- <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would jump on that stage. Yeah, I love you that. know, like love that was, that. It, it, that stage is like dream stuff for me. If I'm being honest, like that is the level I would yeah, love yeah, to yeah. be at, you know, but, it, it is, it's, it is, it is mad. And I had, I had those, I mean, you talk about my showreel and stuff and that's, um, that's another thing. Showreels, dude, like, it's like, you know, do we even need showreels anymore? That's the thing is, I don't know how, I, I don't, I, I would love to know just how many opportunities I've been given courtesy of my showreels in the past yeah. or whether or not it's just word of mouth, networking, hearsay. I think, I think the value is mainly in uh, word of mouth now. What's great now about, about a lot of, um, particularly publishers, but a lot of like esports orgs, they're giving people opportunities who are up and comers, who are rising, like rising kind of stars in in the making. Even even kind of you know talent who are you know pretty unheard of. I've seen some people who you know we talk about followers. I've seen people get good gigs, you know, who are who've got less than a thousand followers, but because they're kind of passionate, they know the game, and and they're looking to kind of give people opportunities yeah. now. They're opening the doors, and I think it's awesome. Like it's it's really it's really good that that's that's happening because there are so many esports events. That's that's for me is the is the biggest crux here, dude. TV was always the goal for mm-hmm. me, right? And oh, great news! I found it yesterday. Go on, my show, the first hour, recommissioned for a new yes! series, mate. Let's go, We're back in Sky, baby. Um, that's Jinx going back TV. Soon. So ex- ex- exclusive, exclusive. Oh, that is um, yes, that is, uh, Jinx, yeah. that's, yeah. that was Look a lot of fun. Ten years, ten years. 
still going strong mate it looks like a um, lot of fun as well oh mate it's, it's an absolute it's, it's, it is a blast to make that show <clears throat> they, you know it's, it's just a really fun can I be a special guest I, I won't charge at any point I'd, I'd love you to be mate we, should, we need to we, talk, we need to pitch out shows of ours I, we, we, got, we got some stuff I've got some stuff I want to pitch out the two other, we could definitely do we some things we got some itches time, we want to scratch can you imagine the first time we actually meet each other in person is like on the set of like a brand new show we've just got that would be sick yeah they make a documentary about us like they've got the Rooney documentary Ronaldo's documentary Savonier's documentary <laughs> that's the level of ambition you've got God, I love that, it yeah that, that is the that is the that is the lack of funding they have now. they've got to resort to you and I as their uh, as, as the the poster children we're affordable doc. guys um, you know we're affordable <laughs> we come cheap pay us in, pay us in Haribo we'll do it yeah um, pay me in old N64 but... cartridges <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, some of those now make, phew, I guess some serious wedge for those puppies. But um, yeah, I think for me, like that's the difference between esports now and, and traditional TV mm. is you think you look at TV now and I, and I find this all the time. You look at TV and you look at the people that are on telly and it's the same people over and over and over. And every now and again, they crowbar in some influencer with a million followers who's been on a reality show because they've got the followers and they can, they can and then the TV execs can justify their investment in that person because they can go, oh, they have got a million followers though. Yep. Whereas for people like, you know, who haven't got that, they it's it's very hard to break into the into the into the biz that way. So when you have esports, which has so many events popping up left, right, and center, and new kind of opportunities tearing there everywhere. Um, yep. Whereas TV doesn't have that anymore. Because TV's TV, TV is on its yep. way out the door, mate. We all know that. Digital is the way forward. And that's where our platform <clears throat> You know when I knew exists. you know when I knew that's why every- I'm, I'm, it's it's obvious like TV's on the down on the downfall. Um, but you know, I come from yeah. a, a family. I remember being a kid and we got a skybox and it was like, none of my friends had one. Mm-hmm. And it was like this amazing, the, everyone wanted to come around and watch Nickelodeon when I was a little kid and it was and cartoon network and whatever mm-hmm. else. And we've been a sky family for years and years. Um, and, uh, last year I, I went, I popped home and I was like, let's put the footy on. And my dad was like, nah, I got rid of sky. <laughs> what? I was like, you got rid of sky. We've had sky since I was in like year five and it was like yeah no, i'm not bothered about it anymore and i'm thinking if my dad is getting rid of sky tv tv's on the downfall man <laughs> <laughs> like that's what if mr if mr chambers has been if mr off, chambers has been there's a problem it, like we, we, and my dad's watching f- football on amazon which is like i don't know if you like, yeah, it's man. crazy if you just said that to us it's crazy all those years ago we'd be like oh yeah on Am- amazon gonna have a video st- not just a video streaming service but a video streaming service where you can they're gonna buy the rights to football in the in england yeah that is bonkers Jeez. that is mad it is mad ultimately it's just gonna get harder and harder to be a tv presenter in today's day and age i came to that conclusion i reckon around three years ago two or three years mm-hmm. ago um there are still opportunities, mate. Obviously, like last year, I did this thing for E4, which I was like, whoa, that's mainstream telly. That is on mainstream telly. It was that, sick as well. It was like Pit My Rad, wasn't it? But for like your gaming setup. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, we went to Newcastle, did this kind of um, film, this episode of this, uh, yeah, like basically uh, this kid, uh, his name is Kit, um, turned his bedroom around from being- Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Being like a bit of a kind of like a, a bit of a rubbish room to like this absolute like, like gangster gaming cavern. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, it was it was wicked. One day I want a gangster gaming cabin. Yeah, I'll do it for your I'll do it for your house, man. Come to Thanks, London, bro. do it for you. Because esports is growing at such a rapid rate and becoming so um, like you know household. It's not. It's becoming less of a thing when you say to people, "I do esports," and they say, "What's that?" Mm. Inevitably, there are going to be opportunities within your ITVs, within your Channel Fours, BBCs, and, and Sky channels, where there are legit esports shows that are getting put on TV. And when that happens, mm-hmm. like on a Saturday night, I know you, there's like Jinx TV and there's there's uh, there are esports shows that go out there, but like I mean like Saturday night TV shows on on terrestrial. Mm. I want to be one of the guys that they're looking at as a host for that stuff. 
that is the thing as well that is that's taken a long time to get my head around. It's like, hey, let me set because let me set this up for you because I'm, I'm I'm laying down like the things that I've just I because I'm I'm like a sponge man. I love to absorb kind of like what's happening, and I'm always kind of I've got my my finger in every part, finger in all the pies, all the pies. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to always kind of get my kind of head around how things are, are, are moving. So I always used to have this idea that uh, gaming as well to come on just looking for the right idea to be put onto TV yeah. that was what I was looking for the right idea we put it on TV bish bash bosh we're in the more I've done particularly this, this show I'm working at the moment I'm working with um with Sky and I'm working on, on this show and, and the more I work on in now internally with like commissioners and all kind of stuff I'm I'm learning about the way in which things are actually happening at the top in big production companies and what has really startled me in the last, I guess, like the last few months, is I always assumed that there was the that there was going to be like this team at the top who were like knew that gaming is billions and billion dollar industry. Yep. They're going to be developing ideas around it. In actual fact, the research that I've done into it, in terms of just what I've absorbed, people at the top of all these major companies, be it like the the major streaming platforms, TV companies, haven't got a clue about what gaming mm-hmm. is. And I, when I mean what game is, I'm talking about the level of the level of questioning, as in like, Adam, what's the difference between a campaign and a multiplayer? Right. Game? Okay. That that is the level we're talking <clears throat> at. Yeah. And and that's no fault of there. It's, it's nobody. You know, it's not. I don't. You, know, you can't expect. You know, you you can't expect every person that you know that hasn't played games for twenty years to give them a controller and then suddenly know all the buttons to play Elden Ring. that just came out this week. There's just yeah. no way. It's a, yeah. It's just not possible. But. When you're looking at that, when you've got to really strip things back, because we're so we're so trying to be on the forefront all the time, on the front foot, being like, oh yeah, I know what that is, I know what that is, and I had to do that. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know what exactly. You know, I know what cranking nineties is and Fortnite. <laughs> I know what you know. There's all these different things that like, things that you know about gaming that you absorb, but then you strip it real back to the to basics. Some people literally have not got a, a clue yeah. about it's about anything. So for me, um, that's why I've kind of really had to go. Oh my, like God, like that's that's probably one of the reasons why like the guys at the very top and the guys and girls at the very top of TV companies aren't looking at games like, oh, yeah, should we, should we not take a punt? They're just not willing to take a punt in case they get it wrong because there's so many things they could get you wrong. You can embarrass yourself real and, quick. Oh my God. Yeah. And you and if you get it wrong and you get it, you know, catastrophically yeah. wrong. And that's why there's been this. And, I, and for all these years, I've just been like, oh, you know, the, the phone's going to ring. It's going to have... Mate, no one's going to ring because no one, no one knows what to ring about. Mm. That's the problem. Do you yeah, know what I mean? and, and it's going to take someone to transition from a big position within esports into a position like that, who can take with them their you know background knowledge and history that can really yeah. implement some of that knowledge. Um, but do you think? Do you think the battle though, as well, is like you know, again, like we've we've played, okay, let's say for instance the the opportunity to watch, um, you know, the. The Invitational, the biggest, the biggest, you know, kind of or, or Dota two kind of competition there is, or FNCS that I'm working on, or something that you're doing, a big, big, big show, mm-hmm. which naturally broadcasts on Twitch live or on YouTube gaming mm-hmm. live. Okay, yep. why would a company not want to be on those interactive platforms that are set up, ready to deliver the content, as opposed to having to put it onto TV, which requires so many, you know so many compliance things licenses and, and, so and let's money. not forget as, let's not forget as well like there's the the, the the issue that these shows can be like 8 to 10 hours long yeah there could be technical difficulties and players uh, might not be there and it's like, you, know, you, you you can't do that on tv mm-hmm. there's just no way that you can have those it doesn't have you know the same fluidity that the internet has and the adaptability to situations tv is so confined to structure of like the infrastructure that it has you're right and like i feel like so many um TV execs will be in this. I don't think massive, you know, broadcasts on Twitch. I don't think the people behind big broadcasts on Twitch are thinking, oh, I wish we were on TV. I think they're going, I'm happy here, man. Yeah, like, mate. This I mean, is where 100%. I want to be. Like, and, and if anything, TV execs are eyeing up Twitch going, hmm, maybe that's a better platform than yeah well, no, 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 it's, it's all coming in house now like and like like look at Riot, for instance, who've got Valorant and League of Legends, right? The two, yeah. the two big, the two big IPs. And I don't know if you obviously you know that you, a lot more about Valorant because you've worked with the Valorant team on, on productions and things. But yeah. with, with their studio having Cologne, for instance, now, Riot can produce all their own in-house esports events. They, yes. they can produce and deliver everything themselves. No need for outside production companies. They themselves 
put it out there than, you know, if, when they, whenever they want to and however they want to. From makeup through to everything, everything that they do is, is in-house. Yeah. And if you knock on the door as a TV company going, hi, Riot, we'd like to kind of, you know, showcase or, 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 or kind of broadcast the, the League of Legends, LEC championships, whatever it might be. Um, Riot going to go, well, that's going to cost you a gazillion pounds because mm. we don't need you and yeah. we don't need you your money. But we don't need your kind of viewership because we've got tens of thousands of people watching online. So um, you can if you want to, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. And then broadcasters go, actually... Yeah, we'll leave that. Yep. We won't touch it. And then, and because of the turnaround, nothing is, unless it's like a big piece, like nothing, nothing's evergreen. Once it's out there, that's happened, move on to the next event. Mm -hmm. Whereas TV loves to replay things. That's and, it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's the investment that it's the, how you much money you're investing. You can highlight packages, but nobody's ever going to want to watch a full esports broadcast from start to finish once it's happened. Like that's, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the issue as well, is that like esports has to be live. It just has to be live. Yeah. That's that's the way that, that's where you got to consume it. And TV again is the, the you know away aside from like some breakfast shows and old Big Brother, yeah. there aren't many live shows that go out on on telly. Really, no, it's, I mean it, sports. Sports is always live because like there's something I used to find. One of my friends I used to find this so depressing. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know if this has hit the same notes with you, but like if he was working on a Saturday and Spurs were playing, right, he would mm -hmm. record the full game. I get, I get it, but I just could never do this. He would record the full game and then just watch it later on. And I, I, I feel like I always had to watch football live. <laughs> I had to watch live. I couldn't watch a football match that it already happened uh, on demand. I'm, I'm a bit different in the sense that I have been, there have been times where, because it's very hard to avoid scores of things. And there are yeah. times now where I'm just like, just like, you know, just show me the score. And I know the score is done. And I'll watch like the highlights later on. Yeah. But there was there were times where I'd be like, you know, I knew that obviously like, you know, a big game was coming up and I was like, right, I'll record that whole game, ignore the internet, and then I'll mm. watch it at home like an hour later and just hopefully I can fast forward through the breaks. I can kind of catch up. The idea of a game being on and then me the next day sitting down to watch it. Nah, mate. What, if what, it maybe with the Champions League final or like yeah. the Super Bowl or like a World Cup final, if your team's in it, I don't know. But like just the standard like Saturday Spurs versus Watford, like for me, I'm. I... It's, yeah, it's, it's just it's just not going to happen. It's just not. It's, it's, there's not enough time in the day to kind of do to, to do that. But but anyway, I mean, that, that, sorry, I'm that, going no, off no, piece no, no, Mate, I mean that. I mean, I think it's so good, and and I hope that you guys at home are enjoying this as well because it's so good to kind of talk about. Um, like the 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 reality of, of everything going on really in games because we can talk about the kind of like you know the the games coming out to kingdom come but even even yeah. starting out mate like you know starting out like that's why coming full circle now back to you moving to london now like it's it's amazing that you're you've moved to london at a time when you've got you've got that career cemented and you're working on pushing it further forward from where you are now whereas when i got to london it was a case of I got here and I moved into a flat with a friend of mine um, who was in a, a band with my brothers and it was a, it was they were a big band you know play festivals doing did very well mm. and it was really exhilarating we were going to gigs every night we were kind of like going to you know kind of I meet I was networking meeting those people but I was just starting out so like I then only got, just then got my foot in the door with like doing work at Jinx where I kind of got I, I was a scriptwriter. I was writing scripts in these four minute 30 segments where I was cutting like Tiger Woods 2010 like segments about the best clubs to use in the game yeah. to go on like some channel. I was writing it, but just to be doing something and being paid to write something for telly was was like a such a big like thing for me. And um, I remember that time kind of being really kind of progressive. I kind of started there and I kind of started working my way forward. And there was there was highs and lows, obviously, but being in the bubble and just having that kind of you know, growing from there to where I've got to now was amazing. But the fact that you've got, yeah, just saying the fact that you've got there now and you've already got that cemented, you can just jump in two feet in the deep end. You're like, bish, bash, bosh, it's Ian Chambers are ready to roll. Yeah. It's just unreal. It's awesome. Uh, but I massively admire anyone who comes here with a blank slate because obviously- but Where the streets are paved with gold, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's Well, that's the, the plan, isn't it? Like when you come here, like, you know, I, when I was when I was working in London in my, uh, in my 20s, like my salary was was very basic and- it's an expensive place to live. Obviously, it's hard. It's hard work to to get by on a on a low salary. You know, I've come I've come back here when I've got I've got work secured and I'm not I'm not worrying about you know paying the bills, keeping the lights on, and stuff like that, which is a, a complete and utter luxury. You know, to be able to do that. So I massively appreciate and uh, I take my hat off to anybody who comes here with a dream and 
makes it work. Like if, if, if in a year's time, I don't really progress and things aren't necessarily growing, you know, obviously if my life, if I, if I enjoy my uh, enhanced life, just uh, excitement that, that you mm. get from being in the city like this, obviously I'll stick around, but like, I've got the ability to go, Oh, this hasn't worked. I'm off. You know, if I yeah. want to do that. And, yeah. um, you know, like you said, I, I sort of look at my, the way that my career is going as like a, uh, almost like a, a cake that I'm building myself. Like I'm making a cake and I've got the sponge at the bottom. Maybe I've got a layer of cream on top and now I just want to keep adding to it and just keep, you know, I want to yeah. get to the cherry on top by the time I'm 40. That is the plan. You know, that's, that's what the plan is. And what's the cherry on top for you? What's the thing? That's the impossible thing, bro. You know this. There's, yeah, I know. That's the question. Everything's the that, cherry on top. I ask myself going. every day. There's nothing, you know, it, it, love. It, there are things in life that are, that are amazing and you've, you've conquered a lot of it. You, you know, love at the highest level is a beautiful thing. You know, mm -hmm. I imagine having children is a beautiful thing. Amazing. But when you get that email, getting booked for some work, bro, that's just the next level, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wait. Do you know what? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. And this is this is the cra this is the crazy thing, right? Because you know you you have got this. You you uh, for me it's different, obviously now because I'm providing for a family that's very different. Because it becomes yeah. a case of like I need to do what I need to work to to live, right? But I remember when we we just had we just had Raf, right? Just born. Yeah. And I remember getting a phone call uh, a week after he was born, saying, "Oh." we need you for a show in New York in two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> A, how the hell am I going to get the time away from, you know, to how can I take time away from my my newborn baby and my wife where I want to be with them yep. embracing this moment to suddenly thinking, but hold on a second, that's me working with Lego in Manhattan. That's mm. mental. Yeah. So you've got this real balance of like, I need to earn money to survive. And I, it was a real, it was a real hard one because I, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go, but I had, but I, you know, and I had to leave when he was three weeks old to go to work. And it was, it was crap, but it was a week away. And obviously the gig was amazing and the opportunity was amazing. Um, and do you know what, oh, mate, this is, this is so mad. So I was, um, I was what um when I was out there, there was the of the Lego show that I was doing. It's called Lego Live. It was in Manhattan on the, on the kind of like just by the Statue of Liberty kind of on the it was amazing. Mm. And we did this this big show. And the guy, there's a guy who was the main dude who was kind of running the event. His name was Andy. And he was a nice guy. He was kind of from London. He was kind of very, uh, you know, very um, you know, kind of uh gift to the gab, very chatty, and like um, you know, he was actually from the I think he was from the north. Could it be where you're from? But he was he he lived in London, he that was he, he was very kind of in that kind of fast-paced life. Anyway. He was fine, a bit stressed, didn't see him again, didn't really talk to him again, probably should have stayed in touch, but didn't tweet to him again. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I turn on that TV show, The Circle. You know The Circle? He's on it. Dude, he came second on The Circle in the last series. And I was like, it's bloody Andy! Like, he was one of the main guys in the show. <sighs> My ex-girlfriend like, produces that show. No way. <laughs> True story. Mate. Because yeah. like, we, because again, like the circle, we we, we got really addicted to it, and like, I saw him, I thought, I, I <laughs> That's know crazy. this guy from somewhere, and I was like, oh my god, it's him! That what a random thing that is that he was there, but that is so random. Lego in New York. I mean, come on, that's dreams. Yeah, that's dream stuff. It's dreams, mate. It was dreams. It was dreams. But like, it, it's that you know, I love that feeling of of getting booked, and it's like I know you listening to this. Sorry if we've been a little bit. Um, insular here and a bit self-obsessed with the way we're talking but i guess it's just to give a, a little bit of insight into the world that is um esports hosting and casting it, stuff it, do you know what it's it is competitive mate it's one of these ones where as well like you know for and and, and this is talking directly to any aspiring kind of um particularly hosts i guess that's what we do for a job but yeah. you know aspiring hosts i black my, my way through cast sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah you do and that's how we met you were you were cast i was hosting but it was like we that synergy was there bro the yeah. love, the bromance had begun. But I think that's that's the the, the the biggest thing is really is I was so, go back to that time where I was kind of like, I was quite into though about my, you know, when I was kind of first starting out, not really kind of putting myself, I didn't want to do anything and put myself out there unless it was like what I deemed like quality. I was like, mm. I was, you know, unless I'm kind of being cast on T4 back in the day, I didn't want to kind of go out and do something kind of, I didn't want to make like a video in the street because I was worried that someone would be like, oh, and you're, yeah, look at this dickhead. And, my, and back then what I didn't do, which I should have done 100% in hindsight, is just got a foot in the door somewhere as a runner, as as just being involved in amongst it somewhere in some capacity, just being in that space and meeting people from early on and not just going for the, for the jugular going, I'm a presenter and a presenter only. It's huge. You know what? If, if you listen to this, want to get into this industry, the, the best advice I can give, and look, 
I still consider myself like, you know, I, I don't I don't consider myself like some massively successful broadcaster or anything. But I know I can give advice because I've done high level stuff, and I feel like I've, I can justify it. Um, sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm I, self deprecation is part of my my uh, <laughs> skill set. It's um, part, part of all our skill sets, Steve. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. But it's I, I, feel, I feel you. I feel you 100. percent Like you, 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 you feel like you. You basically you feel like you've because you know, mate. Once you've made it onto some of the things you've done as a as a presenter, as a, you can as a then host, give advice. You you you've what? I guess you have the well, not just even advice, but like you have your life story, your kind of your life experience that you can share, which is is really helpful or interesting for anyone who can absorb it and and take it forward. Yeah, and in some way. And like I can't, I can't emphasize enough having and, and this, and I can, I can honestly say this. I, I, I don't sense it with all broadcasters that I work with, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something I grew up with. Having an, a, an appreciation for every role in the room is is vital. I, I honestly, I honestly believe that. You know, when I was coming up in TV, I would one day I'd be directing the news, next I'd be producing. Uh, I'd, I'd do auto cue, which is where you spin a little wheel where the, the the text moves for the presenter on the auto cue so they can read what's going on. Um, every sound, I've done sound on uh, events. I've done everything you could possibly imagine. So when I go to an event as a presenter, I don't go in and go right here. I am to present. I go in and I go right. Here's the team. Here's, here's this is my cog in the wheel. I say the shit. <laughs> everybody else makes it look good and sound good and everything else. And then you, you know, I'll always, if, if there's, I'll go to Rob on sound and I'll say, great to meet you. Nice. This is, I'm looking forward to working with you because you are working with them. And I don't yeah. think enough people are, pre you're not working alone. You are working with all the people behind the scenes. So, so if you're ever going to an event, I would immediately say, look, get behind the scenes, go speak to the replay operators, go speak to the observers, go speak to the directors, the producers. And, when you're all on one team and it feels like you're a unit and a collaboration, ultimately the show will be better as well. I'm making two points here. Once you make it, make sure it, you feel part of the team and then people uh, see you as part of their team. But also on the way up, don't be afraid to try all the different roles because all it will give you is an understanding of what everyone else does. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That is, that is a great bit of advice. Yeah, I think that's that's really key is that you and i i feel i do this exactly the same thing because and not just because i think it's it's supposed to be done but because i, I want to get to know everyone because yeah. everyone you're right you you're not just you're not just despite being considered talent in inverted yes, commas i hate that word yeah it's because it's like you're all talented in your own right it's not just me that's talented we're all talent and, yeah. you know broadcast talent it's like but i got also, told off once on on show because they, they, they had a, a graphic that came up as talent predictions um and I'd I'd keep every time it came up I'd go oh god I hate that word but anyway here's our predictions you know what yeah. I mean? and like I, I I get it as yeah. an all encompassing word for like pr production to say okay we mean like the casters and the analysts and the of hosts. course so that makes sense it's a bit of a funny one however it's really it's really imperative and important I think to to have that collaborative effort because end of the yes. day these people behind the camera as well whoever they might be directors producers makeup artists sound engineers lighting. Yeah. they're all there to ultimately make you look as good as they can make you, right? Absolutely. That's, 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 they're there for you. So, and also oh, remember uh, the world is huge and the, and the fact that this crazy crew of people came together at this event that you're at, all with a mutual love and appreciation for the same um, thing that you love, which is video games. And you're all there together. Of course yeah. you want, want to talk to these people. Of course you yeah. want to get to know these people because it's, a, it's, a, you know, the world's big and these people all came together for this one event that you're all part of. And like, this is dreams. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway, Wait, I mean, we, we, we've, we've, we've digested loads here. Before we, before we end very quickly, any games you've been playing recently? Just out, I mean, you may have made, were you playing a bit of Gears the night? I think you were playing. Listen, I, so I've, I've, um, I've bought a monitor that is as big as my back garden back home. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> It's mad. So I got like, I just, I, I go on this website called Hot UK Deals. I don't know if you've ever been on it. It's, it's just mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. And it, it, this, this, I just clicked on it while I was in the middle of a show during the break and it came up and said, uh, super, super wide monitor for a ridiculous price. And I was like, I can't justify this. And do you know when you're having, I don't know if you ever have it where you're having a bit of a down day or you're like, you, you, you could do with a pick me up. So mm -hmm. I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to buy a monitor. So I bought this monitor and it came and it's way too big, um, way too long. And I didn't realize that I, I've I played Gears on it last night. I sent you a video. 
I didn't realize that when you play a video game on it, it takes up the entire screen. So you've got a massive advantage over everyone else because you can see the full map pretty much. <laughs> it's that big. I'm like, I got a man's over there on the right. He doesn't know I'm here, but I can see him and I'm, I'm yeah. going to go get him. Um, That's yeah, awesome. I'm playing Gears on my new screen, which is which is uh, way too big. And um, my Wi-Fi at the minute doesn't reach my Xbox on my PS5, so I'm going to have to get Ethernet cables because I want to play Elden oh Ring. I mean, oh that's that's God. the game I want to play. I, I, you know, I, and this is the hardest part. This month, actually, uh, for the first time in ages, I've got too much to play. I've had, um, I got Sifu, that game that I mentioned that was really good. I haven't touched that in ages. I got um, Horizon Forbidden West, which I've kind of got to a point, and then is it good? Elden Ring happened. Yeah, Horizon's great, but Elden Ring, dude, did oh, it knock it off? Did it knock it off? My God, I, I just find like it's very rare that I find myself thinking about a game all the time. I'm always and I when love I'm not, when, when that happens. Oh mate, when I'm not when I'm not playing the game, I'm watching live streams of the game. Yeah. When I'm not watching live streams, I'm finding video content like tips and tricks of how to get better at Elden Ring because this game is so. It, th there is such satisfaction from taking on bosses, from getting past, and it's beautiful and it's big and it's like the game is something else. It okay. just feels as a guy who has played Souls games but like liked them but didn't love them. This one's this one hits different. And I don't know what it is. Is it hard? Is. <clears throat> it is it is hard, but it's not it's not like impossible. It's like, not like I've, Demon Souls where I was losing no. sleep and where where I think my where I think my um where I think my issue is is that because the Souls games, I didn't I don't know that the inner workings of like all the different spell cast the casting right, spells right, right. and all the heals and all the kind of the way in which you kind of level up armor and weaponry and all that kind of stuff and your attributes. I know what that is, but I don't know the, the depths of it where you can kind of create your own builds and build out characters in certain ways, like one for melee specifically or one for like, you know, kind of spells. Yeah. So that's the kind of that's the kind of issue that I have is kind of getting my head around that. And I'm kind of starting to do that now. Um, but in going into fights now, like I, I feel confident. It's the it's the big boss fight. Oh, okay, I'm that's like, a oh, feeling. God. Yeah, I feel I feel confident that I can at least know know what I have in my arsenal to get around things. This is but probably a stupid question, but like, is it yeah. the same sort of thing where like if you get killed at the boss, you're right back to the start again? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, but you obviously you have your um the difference being is that you get to a boss and you have these um sites of grace i think they're called they're basically like campfires oh, yeah. um but so you can save your progress your souls you lose in this instance so you're kind of you you lose kind of like your, your the grace that you've built up which kind of you use for leveling up mm -hmm. but same thing you go back and do it again but usually so far there are so many points of grace yeah that you don't have to go too far and the thing in this game you have mate is a horse You've got torrent, your horse. You can summon at any time Shit. and beam you around the map quickly. And you, Let's go. you and you don't need to get to a campfire to transport to the campfire. You go into the map and just put travel there, go, bish, bash, bosh, done. And Why it's have just I not like, downloaded this game? It's so it's quick. It's quick. But I would say game game of the week for me. We we've talked about it before getting getting, you know, 98, whatever it was, on Metacritic. Yeah. It's been 10 out of 10 across the board. <sighs> Genuinely, as far as games go this year, I've got, I mean, and I'm very lucky. I've got Dying Light 2 that I've got. I've got all all the major games this year. Mm -hmm. I've either bought or been lucky to have a copy of in some capacity. And Elden Ring has just been. I thought Horizon was gonna do it for me, but Elden, dude, I'm just like, I'm just what console are you playing Elden on? PS5, dude. Oh, so you've you got the white controller on the go. But do you know what else? Do you know what else as well though? Yeah, is Cyberpunk obviously came out like a year and a half, whatever it was, a year and a half ago. Yeah, a year ago, a year ago. Yeah, I think it was, and didn't get it. It's now twenty quid. PS five fully it? kitted out. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine right now, and apparently it's like been it's been done up. It looks it looks good now. It's it's playable, and I'm like. 20 quid seems like a real investment. If yeah, I get but there's too much the going. Too much, dude. There's too much. And like, I think, I don't know when it drops, but I told you that I really want to play GTA 4K Remastered. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's out yet, but if that's out, then that's a problem for me. Because I, I, I mean, that's the the big, that the, these are the big games that are all kind of coming at us now. And it's like, it's time. I mean, I, and I'm still tr they're trying to grind out a bit of FIFA. Obviously, Fortnite are going to know the game. In you know, Yeah, I just got FIFA. Did you? Mm. Sale? Only just, but I got it. I got it for my. Uh, it was on sale, hmm. and I got it for the Switch. Oh my, controversial! I love it. It's the Legacy Edition, but I like playing FIFA on the go. It's one of those games that I really enjoy just playing out and about. Yeah, because it's a, it's a very much a pick up and play game, isn't it? And like if you're in a 
hotel and it's got decent Wi-Fi, you can just jump on FIFA, smash someone to pieces in seasons mode and then just go to bed. Yeah. And um feels good. But I I am enjoying that. I am enjoying that. Awesome. So FIFA on the Switch, dude. A friend of mine used to have FIFA. No, no, no one buys no, FIFA on dude, the Switch. A friend of mine you, <laughs> many moons ago, a friend of mine had FIFA on the Wii. And I was like, what are <laughs> I you had doing? FIFA on the Wii. Did you? There, there was a point in my life where like I had a, a Wii and an Xbox and um because I was, I'm such a Nintendo guy. Yeah. Like I love Nintendo. It, it, even like third party games that were shocking on the Wii, but better on the Xbox, I would get on the Wii just because I was that loyal. Okay. <laughs> that is, that, I'm that guy. You you are committed, mate. I respect that. I respect yeah, it's that true. Um, mate, on this night, it's been, this has been a great app. I've really enjoyed this. The ins and outs Did, of like starting in the biz and tips and tricks. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And look, look, I've said, I've said this a million times, but if you, if you ever got a question about anything, if you, you know, if you're an up and comer, or like you've got aspirations, are you in a different job and you're thinking, maybe I could get into casting. I've got friends who have full-time jobs who cast for like Siege or whatever and, and their dream and ambition is to go full-time into this world. But if you ever have any questions and if there's, if there's anything you think me or Sav could possibly help with, just tweet us, uh, DM us on Twitter or whatever at Ian Chambers, don't forget the extra eye. Yeah. Savage, what, are you just Adam, Adam Savage, UK? Adam Savage on Twitter, yeah, and Adam Savage yep. UK on, on Insta, and um, I think that, 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 that yeah, spot, spot on. Like it, a lot of times, there are a lot of questions people have about like, how do you do this and how do I do that, and and people, you know, you guys maybe or, or others in the industry even maybe like I, I feel kind of awkward asking these questions because yeah, I might not get a response or I might not, you know, is it embarrassing to ask it? Genuinely, we're all here to help each other. At least from our point of view, Ian and I, like we're all here to try For and sure. make a make a success of ourselves and to achieve those dreams. Do not be afraid to reach out, say hello, and anything you you know, want to share with us, do so, and we'll try and um we'll try and answer those questions because there's a lot of que I mean, I wish I had someone when I was on the up or trying to get into where I am who I could bounce off of and ask things to. And that's why I think you yeah. and I become such good friends as well, mate. Is because we validate each other of going through the same things, the same experiences. There aren't many yeah. people that you can talk to about things. Like I know that I can hit you up and like on a WhatsApp and put something, run something past you and vice versa. With there being yeah. no judgment, no nothing. It's just like, I get it. support that. This is what I do. Nice one. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, we're still not where we want to be. So we can help each other get there. No. I mean, I need to make, I need to, I still need to write the Hollywood story of my life. Or how you <laughs> and I met. Like that's, that's the thing is getting that script commissioned <laughs> by like a big studio. It'll happen. Um, you'll be paid by Brad Pitt. I'm played by Danny DeVito. Okay, so we <laughs> it's like a new twins. <laughs> Give yourself some credit, bro. All right, fair enough. I have to think of someone else who can play me. Somebody else. You can be. You can be Clooney. I could be Clooney to. Mate, that's very sweet. You can have that. I think that's uh, that's very lovely of you. I appreciate that a lot. But what I've loved about this as well is like behind the scenes, this will all get edited out. But Sav, because he's a, a fantastic dad, has been bouncing in and out of his studio, sorting bits and pieces out with his son, <laughs> who's been causing an absolute ruckus in the background, getting all sorts of stuff that he shouldn't be having. What I'm going to say is World um, Book Day. He's dressed up as Marty McFly. He's four. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, energy is through the roof right now. That is that is um, great parenting. Yeah. Well, I'm starting him early. Get him started earlier. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got, I mean, next year, Indiana shout out Jones. to Marty McFly. Shout out to Marty McFly. A big shout. This, this episode is dedicated to Michael J. Fox, just because I love Michael J. Fox. This, this episode is dedicated <laughs> definitely to Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and I, I would, I would love to dedicate more things to. I absolutely <laughs> love Michael J. Fox. So okay. We should this, just, this episode is dedicated. We, I need to go back and put a soundbite at the beginning, just saying <laughs> for Michael. <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of this. God, oh, I love that God, guy. Love it. Shout out, Michael. Yeah, shout we love out, you, big, Michael. Uh, big MJF. Love it. He definitely doesn't listen to this, but no, I, just there's no you, way. But Michael, I love you. There's, yeah, if you if you do listen to this and you know Michael J. Fox, please share it with him. It's your, yeah, just tell just him. Tell just him. tell him that we love him. Get him on the show. Uh, him and the voice of Hitler, Jeff Steitzer, are my two favorite men in the God, world. What, what a weird, what a weird group that would be. <laughs> Me, you, Michael J. Fox, and Jeff Steitzer. What a, <laughs> <laughs> that would be mental. I, mean, I don't even through know. the roof charisma through the across roof, the board. Mate, That's what be happening. Bands, it'll be great uh, right thank you guys for listening so much and uh, have a great uh, great week we look forward to seeing you on the next one next episode of The Savage Situation from myself from Ian we love you and we'll see you soon take care and goodbye for now for Michael <laughs> for Michael <laughs>